I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We create total solutions to optimize your health by focusing on sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer and welcome to another episode of the Insights part of the Remove the Guestwork show. This week, I want to talk about consistency. It comes up time and time again in conversations I'm having, whether that's at corporate or individual level. And it's something I've thought a lot about and trying to figure out how it is that I've become quite consistent in everything I do. And I've kind of distilled it down to a few points, which I I want to record for you today and see if it can help you and help you to develop that consistency. So, I mean, firstly, what is it? Well, we know what the definition of consistency is, but for me, it's being crystal clear on what are my negotiables and my non-negotiables. So what am I willing to compromise on and what do I absolutely not compromise on? And I think being clear about those things really helps with consistency. So when things are going really well, there'll be a number of different things that I'm doing. But if the proverbial has hit the fan and I'm really, really crunched in terms of energy or bandwidth or time then I will stick with my absolute non-negotiables. And they're pretty much three things for me. One is meditation. I have a daily 10-minute practice. I use the calm.com app for that. Number two is my vegetable intake. I'll always try and get as many vegetables into the day as I possibly can. One of the ways that I do that is I have this consistent rule, which is that vegetables need to be on the plate of at least two of my three meals a day. So that helps me to get a fairly decent amount of vegetable intake. And then the third non-negotiable is movement. So I will try and get as many steps in as possible. Movement blended with exercise, I think, is the most powerful combination. So exercise is structured sessions. So, for example, the boxing sessions or, or spinning or whatever it is, going running, that's a focused exercise session with a clear goal in mind. Movement, on the other hand, can be active transport. It could be getting you from A to B. It's getting you to a meeting. It's just being fairly active, so not sedentary for very long. So they're my three non-negotiables. So I'm really clear on what they are. Sometimes it helps to write them down. So I may encourage people to take a piece of card or a piece of paper and just write down what those non-negotiables are. You could do it that way, but just be clear on what they are, however you then remind yourself. And I think consistency is all about making slow and sustainable changes that you can manage on a consistent basis so you don't fall off the wagon. These things are so small that perhaps you're thinking, do you know what, I could do more than that, but don't be tempted to do so. Just slow and steady, slow and sustainable. And over time, those little changes that you're making, whether that's to your sleep routine or your diet or your exercise, will amount to something far greater. And to give you an example of that, 
When I was looking to get consistency in dietary changes I made, particularly eight years ago when I left the city, I just made some small changes and wove them into my diet. So it didn't feel like a big thing I was doing, but they just felt small. And I was able to then build on that until eventually, over the period of about 18 months, I'd lost about two and a half stone and made some really significant lifestyle changes, but it crept up over time. I think anyone can do anything fairly big and impactful for a short period of time, but it's can you sustain it? That's the big question. And I really like this concept that was coined by Sir Dave Brailsford. And if you've heard of his name, it would be in conjunction probably with Team Sky. But he has worked with other sports people as well. And what he did for Team Sky, the cycling team, is he designed a methodology that enabled them to get maybe just a 1% gain in different aspects of their training and their lifestyle. So there may be a 1% improvement in sleep and a 1% improvement in diet, which resulted in a 1% improvement in energy or speed or performance or endurance. And the principle was that it was all about the aggregation of those marginal gains. So 1% in and of itself wasn't going to make a significant improvement, although it is an improvement. But when you're improving 1% on five or six different things, you're getting a potential five or six net gain. And that was his whole idea. Now, I love this because I've applied it to my life. I thought, well, can I make improvements with sleep? Can I make improvements with mental health? Can I make improvements with my energy, with my body composition, with my digestion, with my overall fitness? And if I can make gains in all these different areas, that's going to add up to significant change in how I'm thinking and feeling and performing and engaging and connecting. So that's one thing I would say about consistency. Rather than looking for something really big to make a change about, make it small, but make maybe a number of small changes that can have a far bigger effect when they snowball over time. That is one thing. In terms of what I do, I I have non-negotiables, as I say, negotiables. Now, my fundamental non-negotiables I've shared with you, the meditation, vegetable intake and movement, But I also have some non-negotiables in terms of how I structure my week. And I'm thinking specifically now around fitness and movement. And they are, I have very simple, when I say fitness, by the way, I'm kind of talking about fitness in a holistic sense. So you'll have heard me talk before about fitness for the rigors of business and fitness for the rigors of daily life. So it isn't really about how much you can squat or deadlift or how fast you can throw a combination of punches or sprint, but around your overall fitness, your, your resilience and how able you are to live a functional and and fully connected life. So when I talk about fitness, the the kind of non-negotiables here again for me are, I have fairly simple meals. This is less of a non-negotiable. In fact, it's more around how I stay consistent with diet. So the sort of meals that I'll have are not particularly exciting. Now, this is one for you to chew over, no pun intended, because food is a very personal thing. For me, I do enjoy food, but I wouldn't call myself a foodie. And I tend to think more about the nutritional gains I'm going to get from it as opposed to the overwhelming enjoyment. So I keep my meals pretty simple. That helps me to replicate. So, for example, our evening meal will have uh, possibly some carbohydrates, lots and lots of vegetables, which, of course, are a form of carbohydrate, and then some meat or some fish. Usually, sometimes we'll have vegetarian-based meals. But it's pretty simple. It's almost following a formula with some veg, some meat, and some carbohydrate. And lunch is usually a salad from the cafe near my office or in my office. And breakfast is normally eggs, maybe cheesy scrambled egg, avocado, possibly something more than that, you know, some eggs on toast or something. But I don't really have a, a huge, well, I don't have a huge repertoire. And the upside of that is it does enable me to keep things quite simple from a dietary perspective. 
Then when it comes to fitness, I do three sessions a week. So three high intensity sessions of not more than an hour. And it's a lot of people think that I do more than that, but actually I don't. I know that genetically I need between 36 and 48 hours to recover from a hard exercise session. And I can also feel that as well. I do need that day's break. I can do it, but I don't need to. I'm I'm getting the physique I want and the functional fitness I want from doing these three sessions. So two of those sessions are boxing, weights and cross training down at Miguel's Boxing Gym. One of those sessions is at Cycle, which is a spinning boutique here in London. And in between that, I'll just do lots and lots of what we call daily life movement. So I get an average of about 12,500 steps a day. And that may sound very specific, it is. I wear an Apple Watch and I have life and health insurance with Vitality. And Vitality basically pay you to wear this Apple Watch amongst a number of other benefits. But you do need to do a minimum of 12,500 steps a day. So that's what I'll do. I use that as my kind of benchmark, if you like. And that I get very consistent as well with because I put those sessions in my diary they don't get moved. If I need to move things around for work, for example, then I'll move it from one day to another, but I never cancel a session outright and just think I can't get to that this week. I'm very, very, very strict on getting three sessions in a week, but I'm not strict about them being Monday, Thursday, Friday. And by putting them in my diary, like a client appointment, I'm really ring fencing and protecting that time. It's how I get consistent. And what sits underneath that is this absolute connection in my mind with doing three sessions a week and how being physically fit and active makes me feel. And that way I'm so connected to that, the the, the doing of the sessions and the, how it makes me feel and the difference it makes to my resilience and my health and my well-being. I just don't move them. So I'm very, very motivated. And that is the final message I'll leave you with. I think the big idea is think about the aggregation of marginal gains, but also be very clear on what fitness means to you or what consistency around sleep or mental health or energy or diet means to you. Understand how it makes you feel, because when you feel good, you will want to carry on doing this stuff and repeating these behaviours. And that ultimately is how you get consistent. So everything is done with intention, you know why you do it, and you're deeply connected to how it makes you feel. That's everything from me. As always, would love to hear your feedback on this episode. Email me at leanne at bodyshopperformance.com. Alternatively, leave us a note if you're watching this via social media. You can also get in touch with us on our website by going down to the contact page on the website, which is bodyshopperformance.com. Thank you very much for listening. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode if you think anyone needs to hear it. And all the best for now. I'll talk to you next week. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on take the test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.